It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Uh, yes, sports radio's on. Talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098, and we'll give you more. Talking sports. Uh, Yes, we do. Talking sports. Uh, it's for you. Play and pay, and we spit it every day. And we're talking sports. Give us a call, okay? Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and boy, it's a Friday. We got a busy sports and entertainment weekend. So let's talk about it. Give us a call, 718-664-9098. Like always, RayandTayToday.com. Tweet at us at RayandTayToday, Instagram, iTunes, YouTube, Facebook. We're social. And you know what? Even if you say something bad at us, we're going to take the high road. We're not going to clap back. So as we look at the NBA raid, aftermath of the deadline, and we have these little beefs going, we'll get to them and Shaq and McGee and Bebe, Draymond Green and uh, Paul Pierce. I wanted to find out from you, we had a lot of people chime in on Twitter, two things. One, did any teams gain enough ground to invade the Warriors-Cavs destination of a finals? And two, when you look at the Thunder, Rockets, Pelicans, you know, and Raptors, which one of those teams got, got, got better or did, you know, basically did the most to improve their team for this year, not just the future? So I think the same answer for both questions is that Everything for this year, it's all noise, and nothing is going to change the destination, the destiny of these two teams. The Warriors and the Cavs are destined to make NBA history and go three straight finals, and obviously this one is the rubber match with Golden State taking a first, Cleveland taking a second. All of these other moves might pay off in the future. So maybe Toronto gets a little bit better with Serge Ibaka in the front court. Maybe Boogie and the Brow can do their things for the Pelicans. They may not even make the playoffs this year. Maybe that's next year, and if they decide to sign DeMarcus Cousins, maybe it's the Twin Towers, the new age Twin Towers. Thank you, Calipari, you know, by way of Kentucky. But he might, he might be the, the coach day, there in the season too, right? <laughs> could you imagine? Oh, yeah. At the end of the day, though, Nothing stops me from believing that these two teams are destined to play each other. There's an outside chance that San Antonio with Greg Popovich could 
could shoot their way into a seventh game with the Warriors and then anything happens in the seventh game. But nothing in the free agent market did anything to dissuade me from predicting another Cavs-Warriors finals. Yeah. Well, the, the Raptors did improve, um, and I think the Thunder improved. Getting a Baca and P.J. Tucker perimeter defender – and getting a three and four to really fill it up. I mean, tonight they play Boston. Kyle Lowry's hurt, so we'll see. Um, Boston and, and, and the Pacers and Lakers all standing pat, kind of this marriage between Paul George and Butler, which at the end of the day, the Bulls make no sense, right? I mean, giving up Todd Gibson and Dougie McBuckets, who you gave up like so many picks to get him, it's almost like you didn't even give him a chance. And what are they doing in Chicago? Are they rebuilding? Are they not doing stuff? You know what I mean? It's sort of half and half. So I think they I don't think... know. No, they, they don't. A lot, of people, a lot of people like half and half in their coffee. So maybe they're thinking, <laughs> you know, will appease the people that like the half and half. Because how – I don't understand if this was for real. But if they were that close to trading away Jimmy Butler – then they really don't give the fans much of a direction, right? What identity does that team have? Dwayne Wade, maybe 10 years ago, could have been the identity of that team, but he's about a minute away from retiring. So at the end of the day, are they a young team? Are they a fast team? Are they a a slow team? Are they a defensive team? Are they an offensive team? What are they? The Bulls have zero identity. Because, yeah. you know, Rondo and Wade are not there to stay. And then if they were really serious about trading away Butler, then they've essentially blowing up the team. Now, they didn't trade away Butler, but they traded away Todd Gibson and Doug McDermott. So Their best Gibson rebounder was, and best three-point shooter, basically. Rebounder, <laughs> shot blocker, that's right. And and Buckets was, I feel like he wasn't even given it, uh, uh, his chance. No. I think, do we have a for caller? a year and a half. Do I think we have a caller, or? Let's see. Caller, you're on the air with Ray and Tay. What's your name? Hello? You're on the air with Ray and Tay. What's Hello, your name? you're on the air. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, this is Jordan calling. Uh, I was listening in. Uh, by the way, I, I, I completely agree. I think it'll be another uh, Cavs and Warriors finals. But the real question is, I, 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 do you think LeBron shaves his pubes on his nigger dick? Do you really think he... So, anyway. That's the problem with yeah, radio yeah. going live. But, but, but let's, let's get to sort of foolishness, like, from Jordan. And basically, last night you saw Draymond Green. It didn't seem like it was provoked, except for unless you've seen Paul Pearson interview talk about the Warriors and Durant going there. I think he said something on the Simmons show. And um, why is this guy even calling back again? What a clown. But it's one of those things where for him to come at Paul Pierce, one, it's kind of disrespectful, but two, it just looks, it just looks childish. And I get it. If you feel that Pierce said something, you want to say something. And, you know, Draymond is this loose cannon and, oh, he inspires his team. At some point, Ray, it's going to get old and Draymond Green just becomes sort of this white noise that everybody's going to ignore you know, he, he has some issues with kicking Blake Griffin again and this and that. Where do you think 
or where do you think we're headed with Draymond crossing the line? And is he going to be a technical waiting to happen like Boogie Cousins? And could he wind up, you know, messing up the finals again for his team? So it depends if you want to look at this glass half full, glass half empty. If you want to look at the glass half empty, you could argue Draymond Green cost them a championship. Uh, there, and, and I can't fight that too much. If Draymond Green doesn't get suspended in game five, I don't know if the Cavs win five, six, and seven. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But you know what? I don't know. You can flip the coin the other way and say to yourself, Draymond Green is the only one on that team that has some 80s in him. You know what I mean? That has some yeah. some rough old school NBA. Everybody else on that team is an excellent player, but you're not scared of them. They don't they don't back down, but but nobody is a is nobody is is a I don't want to say thug, that's the wrong word, but nobody is, is like that intimidator, that enforcer, that hockey mentality. That, David that McDaniel, Charles mentality. And, Yeah, and, so, so, you know, to the extent that he's maybe a little bit on the edge, he's the only one on that team that is, and maybe they need that. So I wouldn't have him change a thing, frankly, because you just can't win with a bunch of, you know, Guys that are that are just you know smiling and pretty. Oh, I thought you were and... about to say the word. I thought you were about to say cupcakes. <laughs> no, I want to go. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. No, but you know what? they're very talented players, and they have a lot of offensive. And some of them even play defense. But they're missing. If you take Draymond off that team, I don't think they win a championship. I think Draymond gives them that little extra something. He's You're the right. part He's of that team, especially on the road, especially if they're down, especially when times are tough. You know what? These are all talented three-point shooters, the other three, right? Steph and Clay and, and, uh, and KD. But Kevin Durant, I mean, um, Draymond gives them a little grit, a little rrr, you know, well, and how I think they need night? that. How about last night? They're losing by like 20, and they come back and put it on them. What is it, 123 to whatever, one something. I mean, Ray, they, you know, 113, they, they embarrassed them. I mean, I, I'm looking at the game, and I'm like, how are the Clippers up by this much? And then the Warriors just steamroll them in the second half, you know, after well, the Warriors had a cold, you know, second quarter. But I want to ask you this, keeping on the whole thing of trolling. So now, <clears throat> before we get to Shaq, <clears throat> let's stick with, <clears throat> we mentioned uh, some of the thugs or tougher players did you like at Cleveland on TNT? Gilbert <laughs> had Charles Oakley sitting with him, <laughs> kind of trolling oh, the Knicks with James Dolan. That was kind of funny, right? Would you? Did you that like is, that? That is very funny. That was funny. You know, Oakley lives in Cleveland, right? So it's not like he did yeah. this in Sacramento. Well, he's from uh, Cleveland. So I don't think he's living. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's from Cleveland, right? Uh, yeah. Right. True. 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 He's from Cleveland, so. He just said he wanted to see a good game. And how am I to stop a man from going to see a good basketball game? Now, it turns out it wasn't a good basketball game just because Cleveland's in another league. Then the Knicks. Oh, Porzingis is out for a week now. Thankfully, uh, it's not Napier. But that's, right, you right. know, the Knicks don't need that. <laughs> for sure. But, yeah, Oak sticking it to Dolan. I, you know, the, this is just a saga that's going on. I guess the, the NBA is going to get a little bit of ratings out of this. But 
I really think that for the Knicks' sake, as a Knicks fan, I, I need them to put this to bed already. I need them to, to, to figure out a way to get Charles Oakley back with the family. Like we said, the Knicks have been around for 70 years. Oakley's been there, 10 of them. There's not a lot of Knicks that have been with the team for 10 years and were as productive as Oak, and he was Patrick Ewing's guy. They went to the oh, final of the Oh, and some of the best Knicks memories. I mean, Oakley maximized his talent. He wasn't so talented, but he would hit the clutch jumper, die for the loose ball, give you the rebounds. He was the effort guy, you know, and everybody loved him. How could you not love him, you know? I mean, no, I'm uh, all for that. And I, and like I said, I don't know if it's Michael Jordan or Adam Silver or, you know, Shaka Khan. Somebody needs it, to get these two together. Well, and, and but listen, like, he, Look, still, he wanted a public apology. And James Dolan is, I think, way too arrogant for that. He's not going to give him a public apology. So I don't think they're going to make up anytime soon. So be it. Now, the question is, will Shaq and JaVale McGee make up? And then even <laughs> Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant went in on Shaq talking about how he was kind of a bully, that he didn't have a jump shot, couldn't make free throws, couldn't hit a 12-footer. So his game wasn't perfect. He played on five teams, so he shouldn't be talking about JaVale McGee. And now the Warriors have gone to TNT saying, can Shaq stop, you know, embarrassing and doing these features on JaVale McGee and talking about him? And Shaq clapped back on Twitter at Durant and was like, listen, I, you know, I see you standing up for your teammate, but this isn't about you. And I'll talk about JaVale all I want. He's a bump. So, Ray, I mean, I think Shaq's in the wrong only because you're Shaq. You're one of the five greatest centers ever. Why are you talking about JaVale McGee? It's, it, at some point, it's not funny anymore. Do you know what I mean? It's too much. No, I it's agree. And, and he's, he's, he's a, you know, he's a marginal player. So, you can go after LeBron or you can go after one of these uh, uh, with their basketball, you know what I mean, with what they're doing on the court. You can say so-and-so needs to work on his free throws, so-and-so needs to work on his passing, so-and-so needs to work on his defense. That's fine, especially if they're elite players and they're worthy of all of this attention. But JaVale McGee is a marginal player, and he's on a great team, and maybe they need him actually because they need you know the defense and the rebounding. But, oh, he's playing right. well for them, yeah. It's too much, though. Enough is enough. I mean, you're you're overboard. By the way, did you see, speaking of guys that we hope will be stars, and, and I got to admit to you, oh, the name I'm Sam Bowie came up. Uh, ben Simmons, number one overall, number one in your program, number one in your heart. In but they're doing it to protect him. They think he's going to be okay, right? Fair enough. But still, you know, anytime a guy misses a whole season. Now, Joel Embiid missed two seasons, and in his third season, he's probably going to end up playing, what, like 40 games. So, eh, you know, you just hope these big guys, and he's big, he's 6'11", right? He's a big dude. So you hope that foot problems always scare you. Anytime you got lower extremity, as they say in hockey, lower extremity. He's got... Uh, yeah, but but you know how good. But you know how good the Sixers could potentially be in two years. Simmons and Embiid, Ray. Embiid is better than we thought, and Simmons, the talent is ridiculous. Right, um, along with just a uh, you know a marginal player, along with their draft pick. By the way, did you know that Philly gets to trade with Sacramento this year? If Sacramento has a worse record, they get to swap first round picks. And now that Sacramento doesn't have Boogie, 
they're going to be even worse. They got Willie Cauley Stein, 29 and 16. Respect him. Oh, by the way, let's just, even though the Pelicans lost, Boogie and the Brow together had 56 points, 23 rebounds, uh, I think seven assists, six steals, and like four blocks. They've got. But here's I mean, the problem. I know, they, they don't have anybody the wrong else. Team. Well, A, they don't have anybody else. B, they want to But they played the, the Rockets. Team. Yeah. And Lou those Williams, right? Are not going nice to mean move, anything nice against move by the, Rockets. the Rockets, right? Lou Williams, 27 points last night. He's perfect for the Rockets to, you know, be there, you know, almost their sixth man come off the bench to help Harden with scoring. Um, I, I think the Rockets improved a little bit at the deadline. I think the Thunder, you know, obviously Gibson and McDermott. I like the Raptors, Ibaka and P.J. Tucker. And, you know, the Pelicans, Omri Caspi and Boogie Cousins, in the long run, that might be the best. Pelicans are about to sign Jared Jack. Remember, he had been injured all year. He's coming. They released Terrence Jones. But did you hear Darren Williams? We'll find out tomorrow by 5 p.m. If he clears waivers, he's going to go to the Cavs. The Jazz might try to block it. But, you know, they're saying that the agents are like, hey, don't do it because, you know, we, we won't come to you. Right. And then Andrew Bogut might be in a bidding war between the Rockets and Cavs. And that he was in an Erlens Noel deal with the Mavericks. Did you realize the Mavericks gave up a first round pick as well as Bogut and Justin Allen Anderson for Nerlens Noel? Is Cuban Nerlens. crazy? That's well, a Nerlens lot to give number up. Six. That's right. Nerlens was number six. So the Sixers are looking pretty right now because you know that they wanted to get rid of Nerlens and they wanted to get rid of Jaleel Okafor. But back well, they didn't to get rid of Okafor. They messed that up. But you know, hey. But back to the question at hand. The Cavs, if they were to add D. Will. And Bogut. And Bogut? We're going to go seven games again. I'll tell you that right now. I mean. That's huge. You could argue, you could argue that they might become the favorite again. I mean, look, it's, it's, well, it's it depends a on the health of Kevin Love and J.R. Smith. Let's be fair. It depends on their health. Will they be 100%? Right, and and you would argue that they would come back, all of them potentially would play together, you know, with 15 games left, 20 games left, so they'd almost have to use the first round and the second round as kind of a, a, a an extended training have, camp, right? The, yeah. the last 15 games of the season, the first, let's say they sweep the first round, go five in the second round, so the, so the last 24, 25 games would have to be – you know, because they, they won't have really have competition until these conference finals. But wow, that would be the Cavs and Warriors both could easily sweep to the to the finals, right? They could, they could. Yeah, no, I mean to, to the Eastern and Western Conference Finals, not to the NBA Finals. To the yeah, first two rounds, yeah, you would. Do you think you the Spurs could, made a mistake in not trying to improve their roster at all? Yeah, but who are they giving up though? Who do they have, right? I can understand them wanting people, right? But who – their guys are essentially role players that do best in San Antonio, right? Nobody's banging right. down the door for Patty Mills and for Danny Green. You know what I'm saying? Like, the only uh, thing that they would Simmons. have to give up is the Simmons kid and maybe a first-round pick. But their first round is going to be horrible. Their first round is going to be like 30. No, well, like twenty-seven, twenty-eight, but still, I, right. no, you're right. I'm just, I'm just thinking. 
I don't know. I would have liked, maybe they do something when the buyouts come. Maybe they try to pick up somebody. To me, if you want to try to do something with the Warriors, you need a little help. And maybe it's, you know, you know, maybe they can find somebody that gets released. I don't know who it could be. We'll see, you know. Um, I'm surprised the Nets could not move Brooke Lopez. They were asking too much, and then it went down. Um, that franchise is just a mess. And I, I think it's smart that the Knicks did not trade Rose for Rubio, and mainly because I want Rose's contract to come off the books, and then the Knicks have that money. Why would you trade for Rubio, who I think has one more year left, and he's, and he's no good? Just to get rid of Rose? Why? Let him finish out the year, and Melo's going to stay there. Maybe they can move Melo to the Clippers at the draft. Um, the NBA summer is going to be, again, the most fascinating thing after the championship. After we go to six, seven games with Warriors-Cavs, free agency again will be huge. Um, just like in the NFL, the cap's going up $10 million, uh, each. So we'll you know, be talking about football soon next week when we have our guests and free agency and a combine coming up. But, Ray, why don't we um, – Move it on to college hoops because this weekend, look, we had some great games this week. You know, our Tar Heels took care of Louisville. Butler upsets Villanova again, and Syracuse at the buzzer probably made the, the big bank. hand. Did he call Did you bank? think they made the big bank? hands with that shot? Yeah, I think they made it. Beating Duke, that was huge, Ray. That was a beautiful They're game. In. They're Syracuse in. in. <laughs> yep. And, you know, and away we go. And this weekend, the main things are, look, we obviously know it's going to be UCLA at Arizona. That's the main game. And then an SEC, Florida, Kentucky. You know, you also have Creighton. I think Creighton's playing Villanova. Um, you know, they're both com- coming off losses. So they both need to win. But give me your thoughts on first Florida, Kentucky, and then we'll get to UCLA, Arizona you think that the battle for the SEC, do you think Florida can pull it off, or does Kentucky hold hold court? It's at Kentucky. Yeah, and that's ultimately all you need <laughs> The difference. Because, yeah, Kentucky is, I mean, they're pretty darn good. They're a four-point favorite at home in Rupp Arena. Florida's good. Yeah, they're both 13-2 in the conference. Yeah, Florida I don't know that they can. Right, a little bit of weak, a little bit of a weak SEC. The SEC's been down the last five years or so. By the way, we didn't talk about Calipari going off against firing coaches mid-season, but I, I really it. liked what he said. I love because it. That's ridiculous. You're going to fire a guy mid-season, and oh, and you're going to keep him on. <laughs> like yeah. really, no, Calipari is crazy. What I like is that he always defends and sticks up for other coaches, but he's usually right. You know, he never oversteps stuff. You're right, and he defends players and coaches. And not too many guys do that the way that he does. He balances it perfectly. Where you see Patino kirking out, yelling at a fan. This is the fan, you know, said, all I said was that Patino, you suck. And Patino kirked out, you know, I don't know. So, I don't know. Hard to believe that you suck would have elicited that response, though. Well, I know. That's what I'm thinking. But who knows? You never know nowadays. These guys, uh, we all know college basketball coaches and their egos and they're kind of coddled and protected way more than football coaches are. Um, so we both think Kentucky, Arizona, UCLA, what, what's going to happen, man? You know, Lonzo Ball was doing his thing. He was here in Arizona, took care of ASU, and now they're going down to Tucson at Arizona. Big battle. 
what's going to happen Saturday night. Mm. You know what's interesting is that this is a one-and-a-half-point Arizona line in Arizona. So it's basically a coin pick flip. This, this, this yeah. is a, a pick em right here. You know, my gut says that UCLA is on a roll. And this kid, TJ Leaf, Lonzo Ball, Holiday, they, and, and obviously Alford, the coach's son, they can play, and and they can go if they can go up and down. They can really give a lot of teams trouble, especially if you can't score with them. The only thing is, this Arizona Wildcat team, man, at home in the desert, and they're fifteen and one in the conference. Only three losses the whole season. Yeah, and now they got their full now they got their full roster back. Yeah, the, kid, uh, the other kid is helping you, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I gotta go with Arizona. I gotta go with the home team. You know, the 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 <laughs> UCLA I think might be slightly more explosive, but I don't know on the road, man. I, I I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say the tie goes to the home team, and I'll say Arizona pulls off a tight one. Despite big gains by Leaf and Ball, but I, I'm going with I'm going to Arizona, Wildcats, baby. You know it's a tough arena to play in. We both know Ooh, Sean marketing. Miller. There's your boy. Oh yeah, yeah, and Sean Miller's a, a great coach, Ray. Um, I'd have to agree with you. I just UCLA has been on a roll, but look, only three losses, and all three of them are in their conference. Oregon's only got two losses in the conference and Arizona one. I got to believe at home, Arizona, the balls tip their way and, and they get, you know, they squeeze out a victory, but this one's going to be, it's going to be really close. I think Villanova will bounce back against Creighton. Should be fun as we, you know, dip closer into March madness. It's hard to believe there's just a couple of, you know, just with marches, you know, we're coming up March 1st is Wednesday. So we are literally I mean, what? Yeah, you know that Carolina-Duke game is next Saturday, the last uh, game of the season before the tournament, yeah, for the I ACC mean, tournament. This is our favorite time of the year. I mean, growing up, it was just there's really nothing like March Madness, and hopefully uh, they don't mess up the selection show this, this year. Um, last year was really bizarre how they were doing it, and, um, you know, hopefully – this year they just you know keep it normal and whatever but I think it should be a good just a good tournament I mean the question is still going to be look Gonzaga is about to run the regular season if they take care of Brigham Young which there should be no reason Gonzaga will go into the WCC tournament undefeated at 30 and 0 and then we just have to win three games they could go into March Madness race 33 and 0 and if they do that, to me, I got to believe they're the number one seed, especially because Villanova got that third loss. I think that makes the difference to me, losing to Butler for a second time. Do you feel like Gonzaga, deservedly so, should get that overall number one? Yes. If they win the next three and they go undefeated, you're right. With one loss, you could think about it. With two losses, you could contemplate it. But with three losses, you, you got to give them the number one overall seed. Now, granted, the WCC is is not as strong as the other Power Five conferences, but you can only do 
what you can do given your schedule. You can only beat, and they beat Iowa State and Arizona, and I think Florida, right? Yeah. I mean, and that was the, early in the he, season, though, so you can discount that a it little was. bit. And Alonzo Trier wasn't there, but you're but right. They beat St. Mary's uh, twice. St. Mary's is a top thing. 25 team. They, so, they did just, their thing, and they fully deserve it. I just I don't like hating on them just because of their conference. Because when you actually look at the team, they're deep. I mean, when you got Zach Collins coming off the bench. And that kid is nice. I mean, you know, the big guy, um, Goff, I mean, they, they got talent. They got talent. So as we move it on, and we know this weekend is going to be entertaining, the biggest night of entertainment will be on Sunday, which happens to be my lovely wife's birthday. So I will be watching the Oscars after you know, celebrating, celebrating the birthday and all that stuff. But we got to make our Oscar picks. Ray and Tay, we got young kids, so we haven't been to the theater to see everything. But we've seen enough. We've read enough. And let's just go down the line, Ray. To me, I'll start, I think, with best picture. I'm going to say La La Land wins it because I think of what's going on in the world. Hollywood, they love stuff like Birdman and Argo when they talk about L.A. and La La Land and California, and it's a musical and it's happy. So I think La La Land would win, but my heart would say Moonlight because I think that was just an incredible piece of, of cinema and great story. What do you have for Best Picture? I got La La Land, same thing. I think Hollywood's okay. fell, fallen in love with them. Okay, Best Actor. I'm going to say it's going to be between Ben and Casey. I mean, Denzel and Casey. I think it's going to be Denzel. Fences, I think they correct the wrong... Uh, you know, they didn't. Training Day wasn't his best movie, and he shouldn't have won it for that. I mean, he should have won it, you know, for Malcolm X or Hurricane. But I think he's going to get Best Actor for Fences. So I'll take Denzel. I think Casey Affleck's going to win it. A lot of people okay. just think he's, he's got some momentum going. Well, the SAG Awards had Denzel, and they've gone on to win the Oscar since 2004. The last one was 2003 when it was Adrian Brody against Daniel Day Lewis, and they had the difference. So just a little. 16-year run of, uh, you know, a 12-year run of uh, SAG and then the Academy. So Denzel won the SAG Awards. Best Actress, it's Emma Stone. I think it's hands down. It's Emma Stone. Um, what do you got? Agreed. Best Supporting Actor, I think it's, um, oh, I'm going to mess up his name, but from Moonlight, Mar- Mar- Marcia, Mar- Marcella Ali. That kid is amazing. Stole the show. He gets Best Supporting Actor. And he's from Oakland. Oak Town? Yeah, I'll give it to him, too. I I, I agree. And then Best Supporting Actress, I think she should have been nominated for Best Actress, but if it's supporting, it's all day Viola Davis for Fences. Um, I think think she's going to take it. Could be a surprise Octavia Spencer for Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures is also another great movie that would be right up there with La La Land and Moonlight as the top three, you know, if they did a top three of the movies. So who do you have for supporting actors? Yeah, look, all the momentum is with Viola Davis, but I'll say also Octavia could could give her a run for the money. Okay, and best director, I'd say it's uh, the, the Damien kid from La La Land. got to be Damien Chazelle. Not only that, but if you knew his story, he's been pushing this movie for like seven years. He, yeah, he's been grinding. He's been right. on this for a, and he's a young guy, so he's been on this for a he's long time. He's only 32, I think. And I think Hollywood recognizes that. 
So it should be fun. Oh, and of course, just because it's sports, best documentary, we got to mention it. I think OJ Made in America is going to win. It deserves it. One of the best documentaries I've seen in years. Um, it should win best documentary. 100%. And it could be in a movie category. It could be in a documentary category. It could be in a TV category. But it should win something. <laughs> it should win something. Yeah, no, it, it was that good. It was that good. So, should be a, a fun weekend. You know, hopefully everybody in the NBA calms down. You know, I think after the trade deadline, feelings are all hurt, right? You know, Paul George, oh, you were going to trade me. and It's like, Paul, stop it. You know you want to go play the Lakers. In two years, the Lakers will have Westbrook and Paul George. Whether they get there through trade or free agency, that's the only conversation. Let's be honest, right? 100%. I mean, so. he's going to leave Indianapolis. That, that, that just, it's just going to happen. So, look, great show. Have a great weekend. Ray and Tay today back next week. Not on Monday, but we have a special guest on Wednesday. Look out for it. Hall of Fame now. running back, Eric Dickerson. So uh, look out for a 730 Wednesday Hall of Famer say, say on the show. Lower. Eric Dickerson, that's the E.D., we'll get into it. And he's got some new with his goggles and all. Yeah, man. Should be a lot of fun. Thanks for listening. And like always, it's fun talking sports with friends. Peace. Oh, Jimmy Kimball. Hope he does a good job. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, Rex. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.